Welcome back to In The Bonus. I'm your host, Johnny Peterson, talking all things NBA news, stories, and highlights. All right, so as we get closer and closer to the start of the NBA season, starts October 16th, uh, a lot of things are really starting to come together in terms of personnel, teams, players, and one that stuck out to me, I think, the most this week was Kyrie Irving verbally saying that he's going to stick around in Boston. So he came out and said, if you guys will have me, I would love to, to re-sign with Boston. I'd love to stick around. And so that kind of puts to rest any rumors of, is Kyrie happy here? Is Kyrie Irving going to go to New York? Could he go to L.A.? And there was really no reason for Kyrie Irving to leave, honestly. He has, he is the leader of the best team in the East, bar none. And a team in the East that is really good, not just not just a quote-unquote Eastern Conference team, which would have the connotation that they're less talented than a Western Conference team. Boston is really good. Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Terry Rozier. I could go on and on. But with Kyrie as the face, you're really setting up your franchise for so much success in the future. And it's something that Boston has desperately been trying to to capture since their title run in 2008. Ever since the whole KG, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce trio that really started this whole era of super teams fell apart Boston has been trying to find itself and it it has Danny Ainge the general manager of the Boston Celtics has made so many great moves stockpiling draft picks bringing in Kyrie Irving bringing in Gordon Hayward drafting Jason Tatum Jalen Brown picks and trades that have just paid out in the best case scenario Things, things could not be looking better for Boston right now. If you're a Boston fan, if you're a, a Celtics organization member, if you're a player, you're, you're living good right now. Things are looking great, especially with Kyrie saying that he's going to stick around. That, that will have some implications on whether Jimmy Butler is going to New York because a, a big talking point for wherever Jimmy Butler would go would be that Kyrie Irving would follow. Now, does Boston want to trade for Jimmy Butler? I doubt it. Don't don't fix what ain't broke. They have a great system going on right now, and they just need to run it back from last year with their healthy guys. And it's pretty clear right now that they're the clear favorites to win the Eastern Conference this year. And even more exciting news for Boston is Kyrie also came out and said that he has been verbally recruiting Anthony Davis to come to Boston. Now, with other teams, it is it is possible that Anthony Davis could go to the Lakers. It's possible that Anthony Davis could stick around in New Orleans. But if I'm Anthony Davis, I'm taking a serious look at Boston. Boston's arguably their biggest weak point their weakest point in their team is at the center position which is where Anthony Davis plays they've got Al Horford who is an all-star who is a great player a great anchor for your defense but he's getting old he's an old veteran on this team he's definitely one of the the bigger presences in the locker room and then beyond Al Horford it's it's Aaron Baines who is a good center but 
nothing compared to Anthony Davis. So Anthony Davis has a, a great opportunity. If he wants to come to Boston and win serious titles, I can't even imagine. I cannot even imagine a team with Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and Anthony Davis. And then you have coming off the bench Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, Al Horford. It, it's It's ridiculous. People look at Golden State Warriors as some kind of super team. They are they are the quintessential super team in the NBA, but Boston is not far behind them. Boston is not far behind them. Jason Tatum is going to be one of the best players Boston has ever drafted, I think, ever. That kid has so much upside. The kid has so much potential. He works so hard. He does a great job of staying out of the spotlight for the most part in terms of, of negative media coverage. The kid's the whole package. And then his his sidekick, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, obviously not as good as Jason Tatum, but he was the third overall pick in the NBA draft uh, out of Cal. And he's paying, he's paying off for Boston. He's playing so well. I think the reason that people may not put Boston in the same category of a super team as, as Golden State is because Golden State has five starters that are quote-unquote superstars but Boston has eight guys that are stars and two guys that are really superstars in Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving but now just imagine bringing in Anthony Davis down low that would be unreal absolutely unreal for the NBA you would have the first Golden State style super team in the East since the Miami Heat and I guess since Cleveland if you consider Cleveland to be a super team, I think, I think, a, I think the definition of a super team has changed. It, it started originally in 2008 with Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. That was that was super team 1.0. Then you go to Miami. You got LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. We see here that it's still three players that are the quote unquote stars. Then we see Golden State, Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson. That's a super team. They win the title, but that team was built through the draft. That team was built organically. And then you go out and you bring in Kevin Durant, and now the definition of a super team has changed. Now you need four guys for a super team. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green. And that may be why... People may not consider Boston to be so much of a super team because they really only have technically two quote-unquote stars and one superstar in Kyrie Irving. Depending on how Gordon Hayward plays this year, Gordon Hayward could re-elevate himself to that kind of superstar level, but Boston has eight guys who are great, eight guys who are stars, guys who are going to be superstars, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier could start on most NBA teams. He is absolutely a starting point guard in this league. It just so happens that he is playing behind a, a far better point guard in Kyrie Irving, who's every year in and year out top three to five point guards in the league. And now Golden State, back to the back to the the term super team, you, you go back to Golden State and now they bring in DeMarcus Cousins. Now they have five. Would Boston be considered a super team if Anthony Davis is brought in at the center? I think yes. You have Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving, and Anthony Davis. It's unreal. They would, they would win 
the Eastern Con they would dominate the Eastern Conference for the next five to ten years. And I think that they're going to. If I'm Boston, if if we have any indication about Danny Ainge throughout this whole process, it's that he's not scared to go get guys like Anthony Davis. He was patient. He stockpiled draft picks. He made the right moves in the draft. He brought in the right guys in Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward and Al Horford. It, it, would, it would not really surprise me if the Celtics made a legitimate run at getting Anthony Davis. Now, Anthony Davis is... He does have one more year under his contract before he's eligible for the Supermax extension with New Orleans. I'm not too sure if he can get that just with the way that NBA finances are laid out. I'm not super well-versed on that. But Anthony Davis would have to turn down a substantial amount of money if he was going to leave New Orleans because he is the face of New Orleans. He's really the only guy that people can look to in New Orleans. They do have some nice younger guys. They do have some nice pieces around Anthony Davis, but it's really Anthony Davis's team. Julius Randle, yeah, he's, a, he's on the come up, but they did lose Rajon Rondo. It, it's a big decision for Anthony Davis coming up. And if I'm Anthony Davis, I, I'm thinking, do I, do I want the Supermax extension or do I want a legitimate shot at winning titles? Now, Boston isn't the only destination for Anthony Davis. He, he, there are talks that he's also considering the Lakers. It's hard. It's tough to say where he would fit in better, but if I'm Anthony Davis, I, I'm, I'm I want to get out of this crowded Western Conference. I would rather fight through the East with a team that is is essentially. I wouldn't go as far as say guaranteed to make the finals, but it's a pretty sure thing that we're going to see Boston in the finals this coming season. Now you bring in Anthony Davis, and instead of having to battle through teams like Houston, L.A., Utah. Golden State, San Antonio, just to get to the finals, why not go through the East, go through teams like Toronto, go through teams like Philly, who are great teams, but not nearly on the caliber that these Western Conference teams are, like Houston, OKC. Now you get to the finals, and all you have to do is take down one Western Conference team instead of four or five just to get to the finals. If I'm Anthony Davis, I'm taking that into serious consideration. Another thing you have to consider is, is the fan base in Boston. Boston has a phenomenal fan base. They love the Celtics. They love the Patriots. They love the Red Sox. It's a great sports town to be in. The, one of the biggest downsides would probably be the weather, but in the NBA, you're traveling for half of the season anyway. Boston, is, Boston would embrace Anthony Davis with open arms if he wanted to come, he wanted to win titles. I think it's a win-win situation for both parties. They would be able to give him a significant amount of money. You're pairing him with a great point guard in Kyrie Irving, a phenomenal shooting guard in Gordon Hayward, rising stars, I keep talking about this, rising stars in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It's a win-win situation. There's really no negative when you look at Anthony Davis leaving, other, other than him leaving New Orleans, the franchise he was drafted to, that he's been there his entire career. He's made a name for himself in New Orleans. New Orleans gave him a platform to become a superstar in the NBA. That would be his one, that would be his one thing holding him back is how loyal he is to New Orleans. And that's something, uh, that's something we'll see in this upcoming season. If New Orleans season doesn't pan out in the way that we want and New Orleans management isn't willing or isn't able to bring in something or somebody to help out Anthony Davis beyond Julius Randle, Anthony Davis has a very tough decision to make. And Boston's sitting pretty right now. Boston doesn't necessarily need Anthony Davis. They still have, Al Horford is still... Uh, is still a great center in this league. Marcus Morris is still a great guy to have him coming off the bench. You still have Aaron Baines. 
Boston doesn't need a center right now. They can rely on their phenomenal guard superstar offensive power to carry them up into the up and up against the Warriors but Anthony Davis might be that missing piece that helps them take down the Warriors if they want to win a title now before Golden State falls apart now it's just something we have to wait and see what happens there's a lot of factors playing in again how well New Orleans season goes how how much Anthony Davis is how loyal he is to New Orleans how willing management is able to build a team around Anthony Davis, the Supermax contract. It's really all on that party to convince Anthony Davis to stay and to give Anthony Davis a reason to stick around in New Orleans because his NBA career is not going to last forever. If he wants to win some kind of titles or make some kind of serious playoff run, changes have to be made. They lost for John Rondo. They're bringing in Julius Randle. Rondo Rondo was that key piece that is really that really helped New Orleans last year in the playoffs uh, along with guys like Drew Holiday. I, I did forget to mention Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is a great player for New Orleans, but but not necessarily the biggest reason I would stick around in New Orleans. If I had to choose between Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Gordon Hayward or Drew Holiday and Julius Randle in the West, I'm taking Boston. Boston can run it back this year. They have a chance to prove to Anthony Davis indirectly by him just watching how well Boston does that he should be there and help them win titles. Because I think Anthony Davis would be the type of player that could take Boston over the hump of the Golden State Warriors and really end that that title run of dominance that Golden State has done over the last four or five years. No one has been able to find the formula to take down Golden State yet. LeBron did it in 2016, but you also have to take into account the fatigue factor. Steph was hurt. LeBron James is the greatest player in the NBA, arguably one of the best ever. The formula that the Cavs had to win in 2016 is not viable now. Is not viable now because they now have Kevin Durant. They now have DeMarcus Cousins. They're still the overwhelming favorite across the general managers from the GM survey that just came out to win the title. So the 2016 Cavs didn't necessarily have the correct formula. They did beat Golden State, but they don't have the formula. No team has found the formula to take down Golden State, and I think teams like LA and teams like Boston are trying to figure that out. LA in the sense that they're building, and I talked about this in the last podcast, and LA in the sense that they're bringing in athletic, long guys who play really, really hard to combat Golden State's offensive output, their ability to find open shooters, knock down shots, and just score at will. And teams like Boston are trying to build up that same kind of firepower, except they're going with depth. Okay, you guys have five all-stars off your starting uh, on the starting line, but you're you're not as deep as we are. You are not as deep as we are. We can bring in guys like Terry Rozier off the bench, Aaron Baines, Marcus Morris, Marcus Smart. They're so much deeper than Golden State that you bring in one more piece, one more superstar like Anthony Davis, and I think that might be the formula that takes down Golden State and and brings balance to the league again because it has just been so Western heavy, so Golden State heavy the past few years, and now with LeBron in the West, no one's even paying attention to the East. 
Yeah, Toronto's going to be good. Yeah, Philly's going to be good. Yeah, Boston's the overwhelming favorite to win the Eastern Conference. But no one is giving anyone in the East a serious chance beyond Boston to actually win a title. And no one's giving Golden State, no one is giving anyone beyond Golden State in the West a serious chance to win a title. When you have to look at teams like Utah, teams like Houston, Houston and Melo, that's working out pretty well so far. I was wrong. I thought Melo was going to stink. But people have Houston as the the clear opponent to Golden State and not LA. Granted, we have to see how how well the Lakers are able to click together and have that chemistry going into the season, but it's really Houston and Golden State. And Golden State with the overwhelming majority of general managers thinking that they're gonna win the title. So something has to change. And I think teams are trying to figure out this formula. How do we become the next Golden State? How do we take down Golden State? And of all the teams in the NBA, Boston and LA are the closest to cracking that. Houston was close, but they lost their their best perimeter defenders. And they did add, add more shooting and mellow and more offensive ability. But I think other teams are in a better position in the long run to take down Golden State because we know Golden State's not going to last forever. There's no way they're going to be able to keep these five guys together, pay them the amount of money to keep them happy, and and still be able to have the chemistry that they've had. So far up until now, they've proved me wrong, and, and I've loved seeing Golden State go on this historic run. I think that we'll be talking about this for years and years and years, how incredible Golden State was. But at some point, this team is going to fall apart. At some point, one of them is going to leave. I think the first one will be DeMarcus Cousins, obviously. He's only on that one-year, $5 million deal. He's essentially taking this year as, as a tryout for other teams. And maybe Boston goes after DeMarcus Cousins if they can't land Anthony Davis. You either build up your side, you either build up your team to take down Golden State, or you use Golden State to build up your own team and take them apart at the same time. Draymond Green says that he is a max player, and I believe that he is. But just financially, it doesn't work out. You can't have four or five max contracts on a team. Klay Thompson is the, is the most likely guy to, to be willing to take less money. He said that on several occasions. He loves being in Golden State. He, he understands that he is making enough money to last him and his family the rest of his life. And he's winning at the same time. Steph, we don't know so much. I think Steph will be the one who stays with the Warriors his entire career. The Warriors made Steph Curry Steph Curry. If Steph Curry had gone to a different team, I think that his career would have panned out very differently. But Steph, the Warriors, Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr, gave Steph Curry the opportunity. They gave him the reins of the team. They allowed him to play his style of basketball. And it worked out so well for them. It worked out so well for them. And so I think Steph Curry has that in the back of his mind, and he's willing to stay with Golden State no matter what happens. Kevin Durant, mm, we've seen him leave OKC. He he has two titles. He has two finals MVPs, and he's probably going to come up on a third this coming year. Now, where does he go after that? If I'm if I'm Kevin Durant, you got to seriously consider OKC. Mend that relationship. You've got the titles already. You've got the money. Go back to Westbrook. Go back to Paul George. A Paul George, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook trio w- would further expand the strength of the West. On the other hand, he could go to L.A. He could pair up with LeBron, which that would be absolutely 
frightening. That would be so scary to see Brandon Ingram, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant on the same team with point guards who are distributors at heart in Lonzo Ball and Rajon Rondo, guys who play their ass off in Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, Michael Beasley. I, I can't even imagine that. A finals matchup between a Lakers with Kevin Durant and a Boston team with Anthony Davis would go down as probably the most exciting NBA Finals we've ever seen. And we have seen a ton of really exciting NBA Finals over the course of the history of this league. I think the world is becoming tired of Golden State. I think the league is becoming tired of Golden State. The powerhouse of the West. I think people are done with it. We need balance in the NBA. We need either restructure the playoff format to where it's 1 through 16. I think the playoff format needs to be changed. It needs to be 1 through 16 across the board. I don't think conferences are important anymore, especially with how mobile players have become. I think we just need one NBA. And the best 16 teams with the best 16 records, they get into the playoffs. That's not so hard of it. That's not too much of an ask. It gets the best teams in the playoffs. It encourages teams to become better and not settle for mediocrity like we've seen in the Eastern Conference. There are teams in the Eastern Conference that are okay with being the seventh seed in the East just because they're making the playoffs. We should not reward that. We should not reward mediocrity in the Eastern Conference. We shouldn't reward mediocrity in society. We shouldn't. If you're the best team if you're one of the best 16 teams, you get to be in the playoffs. Just because you're in the West, the West is so heavily stacked, there are teams like San Antonio that would be four or five seeds in the East, but now they now they are fighting for seven, eight seeds in the West. It's ridiculous. The best 16 teams should be in the playoffs. Teams should figure out how to take down Golden State, and I think teams are trying to figure that out, and they shouldn't settle for mediocrity. There are teams in the NBA that are okay with being a six seed. And that's just, that. that's not competition. That is not competition. That's not what the NBA was built on. That's not what the NBA stands for. I'm going to jump off my high horse here and wrap this up. But in conclusion, Kyrie's sticking with Boston. They're trying to bring Anthony Davis over. Anthony Davis has a big decision he needs to make. Get rid of the conferences. Go the one through sixteen playoff format, and let's let's change let's change the culture of the NBA to more competition and more trying to win and 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 even hand across the board for for franchises. And I'm not saying that every team needs to be 100% equal. Obviously, bigger market teams have a larger draw to superstars than than small market teams like Orlando or or Milwaukee. Or Charlotte but that's on the city that's on the team you need to you need to prov you need to create a culture of winning a culture of competition a culture of a desire to beat the large market teams to show them just because you guys have a great city just because you have a, a large fan base doesn't mean we can't compete with you it doesn't mean that you look down your noses at Charlotte and say oh, it's Charlotte whatever they're not good anyway you can't think like that. You cannot think like that. So I'm going to end the podcast on that. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Follow me on SoundCloud. 
follow me on Twitter at InTheBonusPod. Really helps us out. Uh, I can't believe we've already done 15 episodes. This is awesome. So appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll see you next week on In The Bonus.